Hello and welcome to another episode of Unconventional Ministry. I am your cordial host, Ron Stafford. So glad to have you there. Coming up on today's program, we'll talk with a gentleman who is very familiar with Sat7, and he will share his story about how he has seen lives changed for the gospel of Jesus Christ. His story and a whole lot more coming up on today's program. On the phone with me right now is the founder of Sat7, a wonderful gentleman, and his name is Dr. Terrence Ascott. Doctor, how are you today? Thank you for the time today. I appreciate it. Uh, great to be with you, Rob. Let's just go back and talk to our listeners about your life before Sat7. I know Sat7 started back in the mid-90s. Talk about your work in ministry before then and what actually led you to begin Sat7 uh, many years ago. Well, I don't know how far back you want to go. I'm actually a civil engineer who went to the Middle East for one year as a volunteer with an organization, decided to stay another year. And it's been over 45 years now. Um, But I was always passionately interested in Christian literature and using that to propagate the gospel. And in Lebanon and later in Egypt, I was involved in Christian publishing projects of different types, including the production of a newsstand uh, magazine for young people uh, that was sold in 14 different Arab countries with Christian content, but not sufficient Christian content that it was going to offend the Muslim audience. Yes. I guess it was in the 80s I began to notice the growing influence of television on people's lives. Um, People were actually starting to go to their fields later in Upper Egypt because they'd stayed up late watching soap operas on Egyptian television. Yes. We also were dealing with issues of censorship. We were dealing with issues of uh, illiteracy. And so some of us got together in the early 1980s and started talking about the need to complement other forms of Christian witness like literature and radio with a television ministry. But it it was hard because nobody had any experience in it. We were not sure that we could actually get any of our programming on air. And this was really before satellite television began. But I remember walking home from my office one day um, in Cairo And I came to this building site that was very near where I lived. And they'd uh, bought steel and sand, cement, and a night watchman. Him and his wife and his three kids lived at the side of the road. They had nothing at all. They just lived there under a sheet of tarpaulin with a few cooking utensils and a TV set. Yes. I couldn't believe this. Uh, it was a little black and white. It was wired into the electric power of the neighbor's power socket. I just stood there looking at this thing and thinking, this man and his kids will probably never read anything in their lives. Their only real contact, you know, outside of their immediate community is through this television set. I didn't like television. Television is a rather superficial medium in many respects. You have yes. a face for television, you wear makeup. That's right. sort of redeem it as a vehicle or a medium for Christian truth is it was something that challenged me quite a lot and I didn't go into television easily I, I just think it's a rather superficial non-engaging with the doesn't engage the imagination in the way that print does or radio and so on however if you're going to touch the lives of children illiterates people in closed homes in closed countries We've got to redeem it and use it as best we can for the sake of the gospel. Exactly. 
in in doing that, the Lord did a work on your heart and sort of changed your way of thinking towards television. Am I correct in that, Doctor? Yes. Um, I, I mean, I still am skeptical about television and why people watch it. They watch it to be entertained, not informed, mostly. Um, it's a lean-back experience, not a lean-forward experience, if you know what I mean. Yes. Uh, as, as engaging with a computer and email and so on. But what I see is you can mitigate for the weaknesses and actually exploit the strengths of television for the sake of the gospel. So you have to be conscious of these things. Christian television also has not had a great reputation. You know, it's come across as being dominated by Western ministries. It's come across as culturally insensitive. And when you're talking about taking the gospel to people in the Middle East, you have to remember where it came from. The gospel story came from the Middle East, and we don't want it to come across as an American import or, you know, something from Western Europe. No, Jesus was born in the Middle East. The gospel is belonging to the Middle East. The church in the Middle East has existed since the time of Christ. We really wanted to give the church in the Middle East a platform to minister and share the good news with people in their own countries and cultures. That's right. When you started out in the mid-90s, um, officially, I believe, Set 7 started, what was it, 1996? Do I have that right, Dr. Ascot? Yeah, that was the first broadcast in um, May 1996. Okay. It was only two hours a week of broadcasting because we were starting really from scratch. We didn't have a camera for the first two years. We were just renting space in the local studio. And people, when we began, were unsure how governments would react, you know, uh, radio is different. You don't show your face. Television is very exposing to people, if you like, uh, and they weren't sure how people would react to the idea of Christian television beaming down on uh, the Arab world at that time. Did you ever have any dreams about it going to multiple channels 24 hours a day uh, to the current format that it is now? I mean, when we had those staff in those studios and of our own equipment, right. and we would... We had, actually, the biggest dream I had was we could actually have one full-time 24-hour channel broadcasting in Arabic from Farsi and Turkish. I couldn't imagine what has happened today, that we have four different schedules, one for children in Arabic, uh, uh, another channel for uh, Turkish speakers, another channel for Persians uh, broadcasting in Farsi and Dari. So it is amazing. Uh, I, I thank God for all the doors that he's opened for the people that he's brought into this ministry over the past 20-odd years to see this amazing team taking advantage of these amazing opportunities to share his love across the region. Absolutely. Can you share one or two stories of how you've seen God work and really show up in unexpected ways with your time there at Sat7 and showing Christ in the Middle region? Well, I mean, the stories of provision where God has provided the funding that we needed at the last minute, because we don't sell our airtime. We actually buy our programming or make it ourselves and then pay for the airtime. Hmm. We are hand-to-mouth, um, you know, with funding, and we've seen really miraculous last-minute provision of funding. We've always been able to pay our salaries. We've always been able to pay the rent and the electricity, uh, and that may sound quite normal in the Western context, but really um, it's been a walk of faith 
one story that I love is the story of our team that went to a Yazidi refugee camp uh, at, at Christmas a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And this was just after ISIS had displaced everybody. Uh, these Yazidis are Muslims, um, although they, they're not accepted by mainline Sunni Islam. Yes. And so they'd ended up uh, in this pathetic, terrible condition uh, in a, a muddy refugee camp, and it was Christmas time. And our team went to the camp to record, and they got to the gate of the camp, and the man said, do you have a permit to shoot? And we said, no. And he said, well, then go away, because we've had enough people coming here filming our misery, and nothing happens, nothing improves. Anyway, who are you? He said, oh, we're from the Sat7 Kids team. Oh, Sat7 Kids, you can come in. And they let the team go in, and all the kids came up. They recognized the presenter from Egypt and started wanting to be recorded. And three or four girls came forward and said, we'd like to sing a song that we uh, learned from Sat7 Kids. And it was basically the equivalent of Jesus Loves Me, This I Know. Mm. And you just think, wow, all these kids, not from a Christian background, they're coming and they they've, they remember Christian songs, scripture in song. It's going to stay with them for the rest of their lives. It's just thrilling to see the impact that some of these programs are having on a whole generation. Uh, in the, and some of them in living in terrible circumstances and difficulties. Yes. Talk about the potential of the work of Sat7 and Christian broadcasting in general in the MENA region itself. It just seems like the sky's the limit as long as the Lord's in charge. Am I correct in that? It is. And the situation today is very different when we started. Uh, when we first started, people had no idea what Christians believed or in fact, the first phone call we ever had was from an astonished man who said, I just saw a lady wearing a cross speaking Arabic. Who is this? Wow. He wasn't even aware there were Arab Christians, and there's millions of Arab Christians across the region, actually. Yes. Today, it's very different. People are much more open, and that's partly the result of all the conflict that's going on. There are tens of millions of people currently called up in conflicts going on still in Iraq, in Syria, in uh, Yemen, in Libya. There's new demonstrations and uprisings in Iraq. 300 people died in the last week in the demonstrations protesting corruption in the government. There's been a new change of regime in uh, Algeria and in Sudan. It's an area that's seething with unrest and and frustration and anger at authority. And with that has come a rejection, too, of religion. And in this context, which we've seen for a long time in Iran, for example, people are turning their backs on organized religion and certainly the leaders of religion. They see them as hypocrites, as people who are exploiting religion. Many are becoming atheists. Some are becoming deists. They want to continue to believe in God, but not this kind of God. They've seen Muslims killing Muslims in the name of their common God. Sunni killing Sunni, Sunni killing Shia, Shia killing Sunni. It's been a crisis of faith for millions. And in this context, there have never been more satellite dishes across the rooftops of the Middle East and North Mm. Africa as there are today. Mm. And these are not, these are broadcasting programs that cannot be censored. They're bringing a message of forgiveness, of love, of hope to people who have none of these things. 
and we're seeing just incredible responses. And I don't think there's ever been a time in human history where we've had such openness to the gospel and such opportunity to present the gospel as today. This really is a Kairos moment. Talk about the future of Sat7 going forward. I know Rita Almunai here is now at the helm as the new CEO, and she's done a wonderful job over the last few months. Talk about what you see as the future of Sat7 and where the Lord is leading this ministry. I do see the growing value of social media. Now, social media, we've seen massive growth. You know, we're getting 5 million video views online every month, and this number's growing exponentially. We're getting um, engagements through Facebook and YouTube and other uh, social media in about a thousand a day from our audiences across the region. So social media is increasingly important, even though it's sent that even though streaming video online is sometimes expensive, even though many people don't have um, an internet connection at home, even though you need to be literate to navigate the internet and so on, yes. there are these uh, amazing new opportunities for reaching the new generation. It's not instead of satellite television, it's in parallel too, and it's reaching a different audience, increasingly different. Uh, younger, more outwardly mobile people, more literate, more thinking people, opinion leaders, if you like, of tomorrow. Looking for new digital media um, leaders to help lead this um, change in the organizational uh, strategies. Excellent. I know your time is precious. I appreciate the time you've already given us. Would you mind closing out our time today with a word of prayer to our Lord and Savior? Would you mind doing that for us today, Doctor? Lord, we give you thanks for all you've done in the lives of millions. We look with sorrow on the current uprisings and situations that confront us, confront millions of people who are living in hatred, in the middle of conflict, in the middle of despair, with grief. We commit them to you, Lord. May each one be given the opportunity to hear about your love for them. We pray that you'd open new doors uh, through social media, that you would raise up more committed believers in these different languages, in Turkish and uh, uh, Farsi language, in Arabic, to take advantage of the open doors that are before us in these times to share your good news with a people so hungry for for it and for knowing you. Lord, we commit to you the peoples of the Middle East. We commit to you those who are working in media of different kinds, radio, internet ministries, and satellite television, that they would be anointed to say, speak to people every day through live shows, through pre-recorded programs. Just give them the words that will speak to hearts and minds in this region in these days of turmoil. We commit them to you and our co-workers to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Sat7 founder, Dr. Terrence Ascott, thank you so much for the time today, Doctor. I learned a lot. Thank you. Great. Great to be with you. My thanks to Dr. Terrence Ascott and to you as well for being right there. And remember, only with God's strength and God's help, you can indeed make today a superb day and tomorrow even better. We will chat again next time. We live in a changing world that offers more ways than ever to minister to others. Sat7 is changing how ministry is done by using cutting-edge technology. 
We beam age-old biblical truth through well-produced programs into living rooms. And by partnering with churches, we are able to overcome obstacles in communicating the gospel message around the world. We also offer web streaming, and our apps can be downloaded on various smart devices across the Middle East and North Africa. Sat7 crosses borders and historic boundaries in the distribution of the gospel and making the gospel available to everyone in that region of the world. But in order for Sat7 to continue in this effort, we need support from listeners like you. Visit us online today at sat7usa.org slash unconventional. Again, that's sat7usa.org slash unconventional. Or give us a call at 866 744 7287. That's 866 744 7287.